Hey, Mary, we are just one week away from starting our season seven recap of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. where we can celebrate queens like Katya, Trixie, Ginger Minj, Candy Ho, Candy Ho, motherfucking Ho in the motherfucking house. Yep, on our alleys. In a sweet tooth. Oh, but if you touch it, yes, it, it's hot. <laughs> so, oh, that sweet little chicken, yeah, uh, Miss the, Fame. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I just forget. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's so Jane many. and Dior Fierce. We have Kennedy Kasha. fucking Davenport. Kennedy. Kasha Davis. I mean, come on, Mary. Jasmine, Jasmine Masters. Masters. Jamma Masters. We made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's geeked. She's geeked. It's a stacked cast. It's a stacked cast. So I'm excited to figure out why that season lives in infamy. Right. Right. And I think what's what's. Uh, super exciting about this and I know this girlfriend's just announced it but we did not so we're just catching up um, that we are doing season seven at the same time as the girlfriend in tandem in tandem and so we have not mapped out all the details but trust and believe mamas you will be getting crossover episodes maybe a little freaky Friday in terms of hosts mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun because obviously we bring very different perspectives to to recapping but I think you know people always say it's like you know uh, one is like the it's like you're you know you, you come to us for like the we have the discussion and then they're like the after party you know oh, what I, I mean? see what you mean um, and I think you know, I don't think we're like boring and I don't think they're like vapid I think I we do. have uh, I, th- I don't think they're vapid but we're oof, boring yeah I, I we're boring they're you're fun. boring um, you're boring no so I think that we have elements of each other in these podcasts so it's kind of fun to mix it up and like play yeah. uh, being able to kind of Try both. Right. And also, like, in terms of being a podcaster that puts out content every single week, like, it'll be nice for some change. You know, Mm -hmm. not that I'm bored with you, but just like, just to kind of change up, Mm -hmm. like, your schedule. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you know, we've only, we've been doing this, like, you know, two years and change. And it's like, even though we've done so many different things, recapping a season of Drag Race has a formula. Right. And I think it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to shake it up a little. Because yeah. we can't change it too much on the live seasons. No. Because... No, because that's that's our thing. That's yeah. our bread and butter. That's what we love. Y'all need the real recap. Yeah. 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 But uh, in terms of like when we did Drag Race Thailand and Dragula, it was just so refreshing Yeah, to not really know how we were going to even be able to approach it. I mean, we went in. I remember thinking, okay, well, Drag Race Thailand is going to be like this surface level thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember first talking about it and saying, yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's much to marry out on. It was like, oh, there's so, oh, there's much. so much. Yeah. And, and Dragula, Same with Dragula. Yeah. I mean, we definitely combine the episodes, you know, two per recap. But I, I mean, we've had very long episodes. Yeah. So that's right. there's still been a lot to say. I hear you. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Mary's, we wanted to just take a little interim. Um, before we started season seven to do two things. Well, first of all, you're going to get to hear um, our recap, our uh, analysis of the movie Carrie by Stephen King. Yeah. Um, the one from the 70s mm-hmm. with Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in terms of it being a queer movie, Halloween, the way that Dragula ended, yeah. we thought it would be appropriate. And we just kind of want to, you know, invite Mary's into that discussion because mm-hmm. we, we enjoyed that movie so much. Yeah. I think there's so, there's a lot of things that we talk about in the Carrie episode that it's like, Oh, I'd love to kind of extend this conversation. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not a Matreon yet and you kind of want to get a sense of like, well, what would I be signing on for? Like, right. I think this is literally what it would sound like. Yeah. And like the kind of conversations we're having. Yeah. Um, I think the Matreons, I think when we talk about structure, and we talk about like with those we're even more loose and I think 
a lot of times the I Matreons, mean, I keep it tight, Mary. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Kegels. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I think that um, those episodes are even more kind of like we go in all kinds of tangents. We, we talk about a lot of stuff, but it's... Um, I think they're really fun. I yeah. think we can kind of, I think what I'm trying to say is the Matreons is like, we can really kind of do whatever we want. Right. And so if you're into that, y'all should find out how you can sign up on patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you'll hear that on the episode. But before that, Mary, we wanted to just take a breath and talk about our experience at DragCon this, mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. It'll be two weeks away now. Yeah. 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 Um, both of us are traveling this weekend, so we thought that we would just put out this little special episode recap of DragCon mm-hmm. um, in the interim, um, just so you had something to listen to. Uh, so yeah, we went to DragCon. We went on Sunday. I wish yeah. I'd gone uh, a little bit longer, but what was nice about going on Sunday, from what I heard, is that it was way less crowded on Sunday. Oh, the DragCon we walked into on Sunday, I just heard angels singing because I was like, this is what I was hoping for. Yeah. It's not too crowded. The space is so much bigger. There's room to look. There's room to walk around. There's room to stop and catch your breath. Yeah. It didn't feel like an airport at Christmas time. Right. I was... I was so thrilled. It was twice the size of the room that it was in last year, yeah. which I think is it insane. Was, and it was great. I just think like what a that was probably our biggest critique, our biggest issue with DragCon last year, and they have improved upon it, at least from my experience, um, immensely. Yeah, uh, and everybody was so organized, except for the, the I think the person that worked at the Javits Center was the only one that didn't know what was going on. Oh because yeah, because we asked oh, him, we're right. like, where do we go? And he's like, talk to that person. <laughs> right, right, and maybe we were the boobs because there was some we were the boobs. sign saying like, here's where DragCon yeah, tickets and, are. Yeah, and you know, not for nothing, I said did say to go up that way, and then you said, no, I think we have to go down first because last time <laughs> they had you go downstairs. So, but that was last time, Mary. Well, well context <laughs> clues. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> You know, it's fine. Um, so yeah, we we got in, we got our little bracelets. Uh, we did right from the get go. We started meeting some Marys, that, which is great. That was, I mean, because it's like we just kind of put the call out, like, hey, if you see us, if we see you, we'd love to meet you. Yeah. And Marys just found us. It was so nice. And you know, last year when we did this, we got a we got a review on iTunes not long after saying like, I think they just went to DragCon to get recognized for their podcast. Which I don't know how you do that when you're a podcast. I, yeah, I was like, how would anybody recognize us? Right, but for the record. <laughs> My favorite part about going to DragCon was meeting Mary's and quote unquote being recognized for my podcast. So all right, Mary, you win. Uh, <laughs> well, that w- that's not my favorite. My favorite part of DragCon was uh, meeting Lipsinka. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. my favorite part was uh, meeting Disasterina. That was just so beautiful for oh, me. Oh, well, that was amazing. Yeah, no, totally. Like that, I, And the fact that she was so accessible. Like yeah. She was just like right there. Yeah, and, and ex- I got a little drawing that she made. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really great. Yeah, she was really sweet and really fun. But I was just, yeah, meeting Mary's, I think, like ones that we tweeted with. I was like, I know you. I mean, right. And knowing them as like these Twitter people. Yeah. I was Ella being a nuisance. Ella is, yep. We'll go for it. Oh, you want me to wave him away? Yeah, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mary's. Oh, God. Uh, this is a freaky deaky little beady beady TV show. It's keeping it real. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. So, uh, DragCon, uh, that was my favorite part was meeting mm. Disaster Arena. But, yeah, the Mary's were, I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I like meeting Mary's. There is something um, that I'm not used to about, quote, unquote, being recognized. Like, that's mm. not. I'm used to it. Oh, (laughs) shut the fuck up. No, but that's not a, that's not like always just fun for me. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm still like, 
Uh, oh. Are you going to be nice? Am, oh, I, yeah. am I too short for you? You know, <laughs> I know you've only heard me. <laughs> like, I, why your height would matter as a podcast host, right? But I know what you're saying is like you meet new people and you and it's like, okay, here are the things that like. I'm I'm hoping you don't judge me on. Yeah, it's like mm. it's like meeting the man behind the curtain, and it's mm. just kind of like, yep, I'm just this stupid guy. You know? Well, <laughs> I don't mean to be. Well, I guess I do mean to be Swan from Dragula. Is you don't need to be self-deprecating. There are, there, you know what I mean. Like I think that like the flip of it is like people were just like had like the nicest things to say. Were like so friendly, and I think there's like the fears, and then there was the reality. Right. No. 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 It was great. It mm-hmm. was really fun. It yeah. Was, it was. It was really cool. Like what it affirmed for me was like, oh, I have like this. Like I've always had a sense of like what the listeners are like and like what their energy's like. But like to meet people in person, and it's like you guys are really Marys. Like you're really like nice people who like make connections and like want to be friendly and like it just it the. The, uh, you know, we met a good handful of people, and I'm I'm, st- I'm so bad with names, so I'm not naming anybody to be fair. But you're all listening, so knowing that meeting you, and special mention to Sister Mary Joe because he he hung out. Oh, with he us hung out with us all day. So yeah. I will mention Joe because he hung out with us all day. He took a pictures for he, us. He took pictures for us, which yeah. is really sweet. Um, yeah, he he even was like, I'll give, I'll give out stickers. I'm like, you don't have to work, Mary. Yeah. it's okay. We're just happy to have you. Yeah, <laughs> and so like it was. I mean, that was, it was just so cool. And like I felt like then we had kind of a little gathering in the eating area. Oh yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was really yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, we were eating pizzas. Yep. Yeah, we met that mother du- mother daughter duo. Yes. Yes. Um, which was just like. A mom. Yeah. A brilliant child. A brilliant child. Yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah. is happening right now? Really uh, we met Philip James. Finally. I know I'm not mentioning names. Oh, you names, can't but, name names. We met a drag queen we, listener. Yes, but we've talked about Philip for a while. Oh, gorgeous. Um, yes. And so it was... It was great. Everyone is so nice. I uh, I love seeing Robert and Daniel. I th- I've mm-hmm. seen them multiple times since we recorded. We've mm-hmm. hung out a couple of times. They're Grizzly Kiki. Yeah, Mary's Grizzly Kiki. Yeah. Uh, so I saw them at Bushwig. I saw them at Be Cute um, and hung out with them there. Uh, and yeah, they're just lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were helping out Jiggly at her booth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird. Jiggly wasn't there I don't think any of the times, except for like the tail end when we were saying goodbye, she there, showed up. She was there, but then the, the, she was like, where's my jolly bee at? Right, and right, so right, right, like, right, oh, right. Okay. And then she left. And then she left and she had um, little sliders And we on. talked to one of my favorite local queens, Pissy Miles. Oh, right. She was dressed as the nun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The she was nun. great. The nun. Yeah. Uh, we met Kasha Davis. We took oh, a yeah. With... We took a picture with Mr. and Mrs. Kasha Davis. Mm-hmm. They kept yeah. saying Mary. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, Mary. All, all right, Mary. You want to be on our podcast, Mary? Yeah, all right, Mary. You want to be on the podcast? All right, come on, Mary. It's like we're working. And Sotheby's, Mary, 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 yeah, Mary, yeah. Mary, Mary, and Mary, Mary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rhoda, self-destruct, yeah, <laughs> self-destruct. Um, oh, there yeah. you go, Mary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very topical. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah. So yeah, we and then of course we we stopped by uh, our good Judy Alexis Michelle's booth. That's right. Yeah, we saw her booth and took a picture with her. Yep. Um, she had a great booth, right? With yeah. The, the staircase. Yeah, it was. The, it was like what I think so many booths. There should be effort put into booths. It should be yeah. an experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like Blair St. Clair's booth was yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. Like the, I think when they would really put that effort into creating that experience, yeah. it's like, I mean, like Alyssa Edwards had people lip syncing and dancing mm-hmm. while they were waiting. You know, yeah. it was like, this is right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to wait on a long line to go to a blank black curtain to, yeah. to, to meet my favorite drag to queen. To meet the queen behind the curtain. Yeah. That was, I mean, I understand it. And I, I do and understand I, it. I could also see like when, it's a lot. when you're meeting the queen, it must be nice to have it like that moment where Private. you're alone. I think yeah. that's sweet. But it is like, oh, it, it was in comparison to people just like walk up to Disasterina and tell her how much we loved her. It was like 
really rewarding right. as a fan. Right. You know? Um, the I guess the most disheartening part was when we went to Lipsinka's booth. I mean, nobody was there, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because Lipsinka is one of those queens we stand on. And I understand Lipsinka and her team's kind of approach of like, all right, money where money's due. Mm-hmm. Like, it is my turn, my time. Yeah. I'm going to come to this drag con thing and I'm going to literally sit here and you're going to pay me $25 for a picture. I understand all of that. Yeah. I think it's fine for if you are like, yep, pay me for a picture. Mm-hmm. I get all that. I get it. It's a business. I, and I, and mm-hmm. I want that. Yeah. And I'm supportive of that. Drag economy. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. especially if it's this convention and that's why people are there. But we went up to that booth. I bought all of her merch. I mm-hmm. bought every single thing. And uh, and and then it was like, okay, yeah. And if you want a picture, it's twenty dollars. And if you want a signed picture, it's like twenty five dollars or something. And I was like, you know, I I just spent twenty dollars on the merch, right? So I'm not gonna do the picture, right? Right. Um, and so instead, I was like, well, can I just like say hi? Can I just right. wave? And the guy looked at me. He was like, yeah, you can do that. And I I I guess now in retrospect, I understand his reluctance because. I literally said hi and waved and got nothing back. Yeah. I had a feeling. She glared at me. That that was going to happen. And that's why I just kind of stepped away. Because I was like, I don't want to see this. And so I can imagine her frustration. Mm -hmm. I can imagine being a queen that was splicing together sound clips from all of her favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And performing night after night for very little tips. Yeah. For just for the art of drag. And then 15, 20 years later... It's huge, mm-hmm. and queens are making millions of dollars, right? And nobody's splicing together tape. Yeah, yeah. To nobody like make is a, make, make blood, a sweat, and tears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just I understand the bitterness, and I understand mm-hmm. the jadedness, and I also don't know where the humanity went. Well, I think that's the other side of it, right? It's like I recognize all of that, but I think, I think then to have somebody look you in the eye and say like, "I love what you do," like, "Thanks for your art," I think you're incredible. I would. I would think, I mean, logically, that would be some welcomed feedback if you're feeling like you're sitting there getting ignored. Right. And I think to say, well, I'll interact with you if you pay. It's like, no, you know what? I'm not going to leave the money on the dresser. I'm not looking for a date. Yeah. Uh, So, no, I'm good. Like, if that's how it's going to be, I just, I think to your question of like, where is the humanity is like, is it really that hard to smile and say thank you? That's all. That's really all. It's yeah. not that I wanted or anything I deserved. I was like, that it would have been it, plenty, right? Yeah. So it wasn't even that I was offended. It was just like I can't imagine her experience that she has people complimenting her that didn't pay her money. Yeah. Um, and she couldn't even interact back. Yeah. I. I. It just... So again, I'm not upset at her. I. I'm disheartened by the experience. Yeah. Because I had to experience in a way like, oh, this is. This is sad. This and is upsetting because she has lost something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an unfortunate situation. I don't lay the blame at her feet. I think it's it's the whole situation. And it was like, oh, okay, well, that was a that was a bummer. Um, but it was really kind of the one, except for, you know, maybe some Marys we didn't get a chance to meet. That was a bummer. But that was probably the other real disappointment. Oh, not meeting some Marys. Yeah. yeah. We, or Trixie. Or Trixie. That was, I mean, you know, it would have been great, but it's like there is a whole line. I mean, uh, could you imagine the audacity of, oh, of our little podcast I being know. like, excuse us. Hi, Trixie. Right? No. Oh, we would be torn People to People have shreds. been waiting for hours, mm-hmm. for days yeah. to meet her. It wouldn't be fair of us. And we'll we'll talk to her another time. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's fine. Um, and it was very sweet. You it know? was very sweet. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there was that great um, that that uh, brush with life with RuPaul. <gasps> Walked like three feet uh, away. Walked right past us with his entourage. My God, I literally, I was, I was facing him, and you were facing me, and I just pointed behind you, like, "There's RuPaul." And I just, RuPaul. and I just, <laughs> just turned and stared. It was the three of us. We 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 had just met a Mary, and <laughs> it was a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize I would be that starstruck. Yeah, me neither. I just wow. like, felt it. Or I guess there was four of us. Maybe Joe was there as well. Joe was there. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, oh my god, we all experienced this together. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it was. Uh, that was yeah. That was a cool moment. Ugh. I would have loved, of course, to meet Michelle. Yeah, Michelle. I mean, again, like I, I, there was other things that I wanted to do, and I didn't really want to wait online. Yeah. I was also low on cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess also I'm putting out into the universe that one day I'll meet Michelle Visage, and I won't have to pay. Sure. You yeah. know, I'm just kind of putting that out yeah. there too. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like I, it would have been great to meet Monique Hart, but her line was really long. Right. And and so many Marys who've been there who have done the LA version know that like. There are certain queens where, like, most of your day, like queens who wanted to meet Katya or Trixie, or you know, side with Sasha last year, your whole day is going to be waiting in line, That's right. or, or a large chunk of it. Yeah. And we were really only there for a few hours, right? So that would have been our whole day, and we probably wouldn't have even gotten to see anyone, right? And so, and yeah, yeah, we would have said hi, hugged, gotten a picture, right? And it's like, well, there's a lot more to DragCon. I feel like I got so much more, and that I just got to see a lot of stuff. Yeah. I got to buy some merch. I got to meet a ton of Marys. I didn't feel like I was, you know, pushing through crowds. I would happily go to DragCon again if it's going to be like this. Yeah, I feel like if I were to do DragCon again, I would want to go a little later and have lunch and more drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also, I also think, yeah, yeah, that. I also think that I would like to have... Um, I would like to be at a booth with a uh, drag queen oh, well, for a little bit be, longer, that, you know? Yeah. Or, just to kind of watch some of the interactions. Oh, I see what you mean. Not like be, like have a booth. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. I don't need a booth. Yeah. Um, I don't want a booth. Um, I just want to, to just witness some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Sure, sure. Just like what the, the interactions are like. Yeah, if I'm that. being kind of the Jane Goodall, but like this time I'm actually going in, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I, that, those are interactions that I want to see. I want to see the impact of this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I hear what you Especially mean. Especially with kids and... Yeah, you know, like little queens and things like that. It would have mm-hmm. been great to see the the full version of that queen's performance. Oh, of spice up your life. The one who was yeah, yeah, wannabe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <It was> wannabe. <laughs> yeah, and she got her and sleeve sleeves stuck. stuck. I was like, this is really yeah. all I care about yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was honestly, it was a good experience, and um, thank you to everyone who like found us and and. Uh, yeah. If we didn't find you, it was just, you know how Dragon is. It's just, it's a whirlwind. And yeah, and I don't know. People know this about us. Like crowds are kind of hard for us. It's, you know, we're very easily stimulated. So mm-hmm. it's, it's tough and we, we get drained easily, I mm-hmm. think. Well, I think the way that it all worked out, I, I, it was great. I mean, it was, it was funny because I felt like then whenever I'd meet a Mary, it just like invigorated me. It was right. like, oh my God, hi, tell me everything about you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's, um, to me, that really said, like, I'm drained when the energy is not, when I'm not. When it's just me, Mary? When it's just you. I'm like, oh, it's just like, end this. <laughs> exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. But it was like, oh, I, I understand that there's nuances in terms of, like, the types of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, just re- remembering that so many of our listeners are cisgendered females. And it's just like, yes. Yeah. Oh, my people. Oh, I my God. Know, people I, I feel safe around. It reminds me of like, you know, seventh grade. Yes. It's like, oh, all my friends. Yes, yeah. yes. But And also the, the gay men that we met were like, 
people that I was like, oh, okay, good. You're in the world. Yeah, good gays. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I think Dan. With, Dan. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I any, know, name, but, any name, yeah. but Dan with his sister. Yeah. And then even the couple that we met um, at the start. Oh, right. The we very first start before there. our tickets. Oh, that was. I was like, what a way to oh, walk you're in. You're in the world. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And your husband, who's not even a drag race, is here for you. Like, thank goodness. Right. Oh, it was great. Every every meeting of the Marys was affirming. Yeah. Like, oh, I like you. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely bunch. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah. We missed Monet. We did. Uh, we we did. missed. Uh, we missed a lot of those uh, those uh, curtained queens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was going to be an all-day affair, right? right. Just yeah. yeah. Um, but that's all right. We'll have plenty of chances to see these queens in other ways, or you know, buy their merch online or yeah, whatever. Totally. Yeah. Um, with that, Mary, uh, that's our DragCon experience. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're just gonna splice in now um, our Carrie episode. Yeah. This came out I don't know months ago, so there's yeah. probably some like somewhat antiqu- antiquated references. Some. Some. I don't remember. I haven't listened to it in a while, but uh, I listen to it uh, every couple days. So. Oh, just to really remind yourself. <laughs> All those brilliant things I said. No, yeah. no, I, I haven't heard it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, there might be some out of date things, but we will, uh, we'll, we're going to give it to you in full. Yeah, yeah, you're getting the real deal. And if you are keen to get more of that every week, you know where to go patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Yeah. And next week, Mary's saddle up, mm-hmm. you know, because Miss Candy Ho is in a motherfucking house. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, hope, uh, bring your sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was going to say, and turn up the juice and see what shakes loose, but that's season eight. That's season so eight. don't do that yet. Eight is great. Yeah. Uh, seven is 11. Yes. Um, <laughs> it'll be heaven. It'll season be heaven. seven will be heaven. That's right. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, so uh, season seven next week. Uh, and here is Gary. They're all going to laugh at you. Please welcome to the stage Piper Laurie. Piper fucking 
Laurie. Oscar Nominee? Award robbed Piper Laurie. Yeah, who who won that year? Do you, you know, Mary? It was for 1976. Yeah, you know, I Piper Laurie, for some reason, whenever she appears on screen, mm-hmm. it I just don't see an actress. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's and this was Piper Laurie's first role in a movie since like 1961. I think The Hustler was the last thing she was in, and so it's also like. Oh, it's kind of like Eileen Brennan in Clue. It's like, oh, look who's back and who is being iconic at it, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny you mentioned about Piper Laurie because she's talked about, uh, she was sure that Carrie was a black comedy and that these scenes, that apparently she would burst out laughing in some of these scenes because it was so over the top. Really? And Brian De Palma, the director, had to be like, listen, like, this is, trust me on this one. Like, this is, this is it. This is the tone we're going for here. Um, and she... Yeah, so she thought. Well, was it Piper Laurie that thought this was going to be a comedy? I also heard that that was um, uh, Sue Snell. Oh, Amy Irving. Amy Irving thought this was going to be a comedy. Um, I know that I've read that Amy Irving wasn't a big fan of the script until she saw the final project, the right. product, and was like, "Oh, this is amazing." But I think it was Piper Laurie because she like wasn't even going to like do the movie, and her husband was like, "Oh, Brian De Palma, like he does something a little different. Like he turns things on their side, or he he has this really like cinematic point of view." Um, so you're not going to believe who else was nominated this year. Uh huh. Jodie Foster was nominated for Taxi Driver. And these are best supporting, right? And did not win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jane Alexander was nominated for All the President's Men. Oh, okay. Lee Grant, Voyage of the Damned. Oh, yeah. And the winner, Beatrice Strait <gasps> from Network. Four minutes. <laughs> Four minutes, Four folks. Four minutes in that movie, and it's, she took it. And she's st- she and it's amazing. It. She deserves. Oh, it. it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, oh, Beatrice Straight in Network. And you know who won Best Actress instead of Sissy Spacek? Was it Faye Dunaway? Yes, it was yeah. Faye fucking Dunaway. Yeah. Oh, amazing, no. amazing. Real that movie. Oh, what a year. <laughs> oh, I thought it would be Network. <laughs> Taxi Driver, Network, yeah. Carrie, Rocky was also this year. Wow, this was the 1993 of the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, no, it, it made it make sense. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. It is uh, Piper Laurie is is remarkable in this, and is probably the the draggiest performance. I mean, this is so. It's it's not even that it's draggy. It's that it's so well camped. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, you could do a a, a lip sync monologue of this. Oh, and I think a, it's been done. and it's been. I think Delta Work has done stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if she hasn't, like, come on, Delta. Delta Work. Work. <laughs> Delta comma Work. <laughs> so of course this uh, this clip of the week is from Carrie from 1976, done by obviously Piper Laurie, mm-hmm. and it's when the mo- when Carrie comes home from the prom. Yeah, and she just takes a bath. Mm-hmm. And uh, pipe and she, you know Carrie's like you were right, Mama. Right, they laughed, they laughed at, me. at me. It was Hold terrible. Me. Yeah, and this is this is the bomb that her mother drops yeah. on Carrie. Yeah, the story of how she was fucking conceived. Yeah, and that she should have killed herself. Right, she should have killed herself, and if not, that should have killed Carrie when she was born. Yeah, because she was born of sin. Right. It's, I mean, it is eerie. It oh, is, it's. It is, and it's really, I mean, in, in the larger context of this movie, you know, watching... Because we could go to the drag performance of this and kind of laugh at, mm. you know, I liked it, you know. Sure, and, and we kind of did before we started recording, <laughs> but like, in the larger, like, looking at this movie, it's it's not 
really a horror movie until the last 20 minutes and then it just goes oh it just spins spins out of control and that makes all of these scenes the prom and then the scene at the house that much more like terrifying and horrific because we have been lulled into a different story right and we've been attached to a different thing knowing we all know obviously this isn't going to end well well and we knew that in uh if if you've ever i read the book yeah oh um, the book the book so the book is uh it's not done linear linearly mm-hmm. um it's kind of like a, a a smorgasbord of like news clippings and police reports mm-hmm. and like interviews and things like yeah, that. yeah there's and narrative so, there is yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it kind of jumps around mm-hmm. so you kind of know that something bad has happened right right Um, And it, you know, it slowly unravels from there. Um, And what Brian De Palma and, you know, obviously Stephen King, who wrote the screenplay, Mm -hmm. like what they did is they they made it the movie version. Mm -hmm. Oh, did Stephen King write the screenplay? I think he did. Oh, I didn't think I think he was involved in the screenplay. I think he just signed over the rights. Um, Which he didn't get paid much. No, it was like twenty five hundred. Yeah. Because he said like, oh, actually, the ending to this was because the ending is different in the book. Right. Um, Right. So darker. uh, And it's yeah, in the book, you know, not a huge spoiler, but the the destruction of the book is much more vast you know oh lawrence d cohen right mm-hmm. it was not, it was lawrence d cohen who mm-hmm. who did it with brian de palma yeah uh, um, brian de palma is not credited but brian de palma had a lot of influence on watching this book. it's very much a brian de palma oh film. for sure yeah um, um and he, but yeah just just the idea of making it linear so that it is that it is this slow burn mm-hmm. which was a a criticism of it mm-hmm. oh it, yeah that it takes too long to get to what the thing's about but yeah. that's what i love the most about this movie mm-hmm. is that it's the, the horror is the catharsis yeah exactly and i think to that because of that everything that leads up to it even if nothing like horrific is happening i never find it boring there's always this underlying tension like I'm nervous the entire movie. Yeah, I'm nervous for Carrie. I'm empathetic towards her. Well, and we're seeing a plot develop against Carrie yeah. the whole movie. Right. Uh, there's consistent references to blood throughout the movie. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. know that you know th- something weird is going on. We know that she has weird powers. We know that mm-hmm. she has an anger problem, which uh, is. Uh, exploited more in the remake 2013 remake mm-hmm. yeah uh, and in the book that Carrie actually enjoys when she lashes out right well it's empowering and I it mean feels good yeah it, this is this is someone who has been uh, has not had no power and no control in her right. life and has found finally a way to stand up to the world because it, it's she lives in a world where nothing else will work right she's not strong or smart enough to run away. You know what I mean? She wouldn't be able to exist on her own. Right. Her only ally. Uh, she wasn't given the tools. It yeah. Was, she was handed a terrible d- d- uh, uh, hand. Yeah. She's been kind of infantil- infantilized her whole life and, yeah. and kept. Didn't talk about her period. <clears throat> yeah. You know, all yeah. All these terrible crimes against her. So she's reliant on her mother who yeah. is just abusing her. The monster. Yeah. And her the own, real monster. Yeah. The real monster. And her only real ally is this gym teacher, Miss Collins, played by the illustrious Betty Buckley. Who I think. As much as I love Miss mm-hmm. Collins and who she becomes in this movie mm-hmm. for Carrie, in the beginning she actually she's she's reluctant. She's yeah. kind of like, ugh, I don't want to deal with this. You know, it's like this and is I, a weird thing because of the yeah. mother and the religion, and I don't really know what to do. And for God's sakes, it's just her period, right. smoking a cigarette in the principal's office. Yeah, yeah, but I get that. I think that that's a very human response of like, oh wow, this is so much more. Am I like even capable of like? 
connecting to this girl right. and how like is she too far gone you know yeah. um, like, what do I do yeah what do I even do I'm the fucking gym teacher like, yeah what do I do I did appreciate her response and I in the remake and I'll, I'll keep talking about the remake sure. even though this is all about 1976 because yeah. that is by far the better version mm-hmm. um, in many ways in some ways the 2013 version is great um, especially Julianne Moore who oh. I just recommend you seeing Julianne Moore do this done and yeah. also the catharsis of how Carrie kills um, Nancy Allen's character Chris. oh yeah because this it's a little like oh okay oh, oh she just does like, it guess yeah. that's over. It, the car over it felt like there were cut scenes yeah yeah well and and they didn't have the budget for it to for, to, for her to actually do all of the oh everything the they would carnage yeah yeah because she like in the book she like basically blows up the town like she blows up a, a gas station right and then it all ends with a confrontation with Sue yes um which you know we'll get into but it's just it's very interesting how Sue continues to like weave through this story. Yeah. This is about Sue is as much as about Carrie. I see that. Um, and so in the book, it that's emphasized a lot more. I like this Sue more than the Sue in the remake. Oh, so yeah, I, I'm curious to see what they're doing. Because what I like about this Sue is that there's this great story that happens, even though the beginning is so much about Carrie discovering, because the beginning is, it's sort of infamous that it's the locker room and Carrie's showering and she realizes that she's having her period, right. but she doesn't know what that is. And so all the girls start making fun of her and throwing tampons at her and screaming, plug it up. I mean, it, it, we see, it starts with horror and it ends with horror. Because mm-hmm. honestly, the, 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 the abuse that Carrie goes through throughout this movie, mm-hmm. you can argue, is just as horrific. Oh, Absolutely, like it's I, just not as gory. Yeah, I don't. I, I no point do I see Carrie as a villain. Right. Um, yeah, but right. That, and we're supposed to. Yeah, but that early scene, there's and here's that word nuance. There's lots of nuance around Sue. Yeah, there's these cuts to her and how she's not really that comfortable being a, a yeah. puppet. Yeah, especially after Miss Collins confronts her, and oh, it's yeah. this great moment of like she's like Sue, what are you doing? She right. knows Sue. I would. Yeah, she mm-hmm. said. Did it happen in 1976 version? She, uh, Judy Greer, says to Sue, she says, "You know, I would have picked you for, uh, you know, Miss Congeniality or, or you know, oh. most likable, but." Not anymore. Yeah. So it, that's, it, it's she's, not. Uh, Judy Greer is so mean to these girls. Mm-hmm. She goes up to Chris and she's like, who are you taking to prom, Chris? Just like in the 76 version. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'm going with Billy Nolan. She's like, oh, did you get him a boutonniere or a bloody tampon? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Judy. Yeah. Well, the you, line of, it's a shitty thing you did. A shitty thing. Yeah. Still in the, in yeah. the version. Yeah. Well, and, and there's, there's lots of little stories here. There's Sue realizing that like this is like that story from risk that girl who was a mean girl oh, yeah and then realized oh i'm not a mean girl i'm right. acting like a mean girl yeah. though and this same journey was happening with sue which i thought right. was fascinating yeah. um and a lot of credit to amy irving there was just this kind of like oh oh what am i doing right which was awesome yeah. but then there's also miss collins journey of like what i felt was like how do you punish these girls how do you not just punish them for what they did to Carrie, but to me, I was like, Miss Collins knows these girls from her own life. Right. You know, Betty Buckley said that she played this character as a lesbian, which huh. I think is an interesting choice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so to that, I was like, just kind of like going with that and saying, sure, let's let's infuse all of this. Let's find the backstory to Miss Collins. Right. It was like, oh, she knows these girls from her own life. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of part of why she has such compassion these for Carrie. mean girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mean, mean girls. You know, and I, I also appreciate that uh, s- the men in this movie are um, pawns. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the the ones that the women use yes. to... to 
to to make things right or to make things worse. Yeah, they're absolutely they're pawns. Tommy yeah. is a pawn. Billy is a very two D in a sense, except yeah. for maybe Tommy, mm-hmm. where we can kind of talk about him. He, I think he should get his own little segment. Absolutely. Um, but what I was saying before is this uh, this abuse mm-hmm. that she imparts on these girls on the football field. Mm-hmm. Um, would not fly now and they even recognize that in the 2013 version because chris brings her dad in as like, oh yes she was she cursed at us and yeah she was, this is illegal and, and blah, that's blah, blah, in the blah. book too oh right yeah. right right yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. um and <clears throat> in in the 2013 version the way that uh chris still gets punished is he, they're like oh well you know there was a video actually of carrie in the shower mm-hmm. so if that's not on your phone chris then you know i'm sorry and I'll, i take everything back right and chris wouldn't give over her phone oh they modern technology yeah modern technology you know i didn't think it was tacky i thought it was like okay cyber no, it's realistic you might as well bring this in yeah um but uh yeah this this scene i love it was very brian de palma yes. with the pan <laughs> of her feet walking by these girls Mm -hmm. and this creepy weird music are you talking about the opening scene in the locker room no i'll talk about that oh you're talking about the on the the football football field and that that 70s music oh my god (laughs) there's a couple moments where i was like this feels like some like 16 millimeter porn music Yeah, am i on drugs right right yeah yeah that like wah wah sound yeah yeah it was all very wah wah yeah super weird and you know speaking of 70s aesthetic like i always go back to that locker room it's it's an iconic scene because Mm -hmm. Straight out the gate, you mm-hmm. see volleyball played on concrete, which is another story. Yeah. But then it sh- goes right to the locker room when the credits are rolling, and it's just full frontal. Yeah. Not even just breasts, but full frontal 70s yep. style nudity. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I have trouble with it as, as someone who's like, this is gratuitous. Mm-hmm. But I am also kind of a forward-thinking person where I'm like, there's nothing sexual about this. Yeah. This is real. They're mm-hmm. in a locker room. And if they covered anything up, I would know they were covering it up. Right. And I also, what I like about it is that this scene is also the way that it's filmed, the slow motion, the music. There's this fantasy quality. There's this girl's locker room okay, fantasy fair. quality. And I think the juxtaposition then of Carrie's experience, what's even more Oh my God, her reaction. Her reaction. Well, and so- her scenes in the shower, they were filmed separately from the other girls, I think, until obviously yes. they have scenes together. Yeah. The, the, the the actresses were nervous. About, yeah. You read that on I Amazon did, on IMDb, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They were nervous about being naked, and then they saw the footage of Carrie. And right. And they were like, oh, okay. Right. And so... Sissy Spacek. There's yeah. that juxtaposition of that that fantasy moment of the girls' locker room, and there's the, you know, it, it it's all sort of perfect in its... in in what that fantasy is, it's perfectly encapsulating that. Right. And then this body nightmare, physical nightmare that Carrie's blood going through. Gore. Literal bu- blood and gore. Yeah. Um, and then it turns into a social nightmare. Then oh my it, you know God. What I mean? it, violence. Yeah. Well, it's like, then it's like, oh God, this is like, there's humiliation and then there's such retaliation. Right. And it's, and it's excessive. All kind of, it's all kind of wrapped up in this sexual way mm-hmm. because of the fantasy, because they're naked. Yeah. Because it's her period and mm-hmm. she's coming of age. Right, right. Um, and they're all just kind of, it's the worst thing that you could do to a girl that doesn't know she's getting her period. Oh, and she thinks she's dying. Yeah. I mean, and so she's already going through her own trauma. Right. It's, it's a very, um, very jarring opening. It's a, it, it just like... Sissy Spacek's performance is really upsetting in a way, oh just the way God. she reacts. And the, her nudity, 
informs the performance. You know what okay, I mean? Right. They're, oh, I see what you mean. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, she's naked in every way. Yeah. Yes, it's absolutely. where nudity works. Right. Um, right. Really, really well. So if the other girls weren't naked, it would be like, what's going on? Right. And, and but at that point, they're all dressed. Yeah. And she, so it's just even more. Right. She's, she's just exposed. Completely exposed. Yeah. So in that case, I think there was an intentionality to the nudity. Certainly oh, for her. God. Um, but yeah, I mean, that scene, it's, it also really, it, it, and you we talk about shit. The, yeah, and we we talk about this with other Matreon movies that like we're we're entering into the world. So this is the world of Carrie, right? And you know, I've talked about like the mean high school kids, like everyone's so mean, and this world is uncompromisingly mean to Carrie. Yes, you yes. know, and 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 Stephen King has described uh, Carrie as like the loser, yeah, like the yeah. one that no one wants to talk to. Mm-hmm. That is. Weird, different, yeah, in every way. Yeah, in the book, even more so. Oh, she, even more she has so. Acne. She's overweight. She's all these undesirable to to everybody else. All these undesirable right. what's qualities. Not, what's not normal? Yeah. What's not ladylike? Mm-hmm. What's not you know? Yeah. Well, and that was that was one of the challenges that Sissy Spacek had auditioning for this role. It was like you do not. You are this pretty, you know, uh, sort of you know, strawberry hair, right. like you know, nice girl, like, and so she like. But she brought a whole different character to Carrie. I'm yeah, it's, that was it's indelible. It, I mean, yeah. you cannot hate Carrie. Yeah, yeah, and and I really she's this beautiful, lovely little person, yeah. you know. And Sissy Spake, Spacek is really to be credited for that. I mean, her. Oh yeah, her. You know, she's there's the, it's all her the IMDb trivia of her like she isolated herself from the rest of the cast. She, um, you know, they took three days to film the prom scene, so she literally slept in bloody clothes for three days oh for con- con- continuity oh my it God. is her hands reaching up at the end right, out of the ground right. she was like dedicated to well, this it's just so interesting to th- because sis- you think of sissy spacek uh, have you ever seen night mother um no i know it but okay. i haven't seen it i mean yeah. she's fabulous in mm-hmm. that and and just seeing sissy spacek in other movies and then to be like Oh my God! You're the same person in this movie. Yeah, she yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Uh, I felt that way, particularly watching it again for this. I was yeah. like, Wow, this is like a really, this is deeper than you've seen a lot of horror movies. Right. Like the the work that she's doing. Yeah. 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 Um, really brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it is so. It's it's unfortunate that she gets represented as like a monster that people think of like okay like I I've said oh I feel like Carrie at the yeah, prom right, right 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 but it's like she's it's a tragic figure oh my god you know she's the um, what it, uh, somebody some writer called her the antihero yeah the perfect yeah. antihero yeah right? yeah um and it's unfortunate because like oh my god it was such a catharsis at the end it was I mean it was like as you know at that point i you know i was thinking like during the movie like she and tommy are bonding and then they dance and they kiss and everything's going well and i'm like oh, i could turn the movie off right yep. now yep. and be fine with that she wins prom queen and it's beautiful yep and and she has that nice moment with miss collins right and they make up for this violence in the beginning of yeah the movie. and yeah. she and there's that other couple that they show up with and that girl who, uh, i think her name is cora I know that's oh. weird that I would know that, but it's from <laughs> doing the research uh, that she kind of befriends Carrie and she's like, you know, don't worry, you can sit with us. Oh, and yeah. Where did you get that dress? Right. And, and it's like, and I think she's one of the girls who was in yeah, the, She was definitely. She there. was one of those. And they it were was all like, there. oh, it's finally all happening. It's all coming together. Yeah, oh, she's coming out of her shell. She, she yeah. learned how to fight back uh, her mother. Yeah. And now she's coming into her own and she's figuring this out. She yeah. learns about her powers. She knows more about them. Yeah. She's kind of like, okay, this but is But she's getting have. acceptance. And what I what I started to recognize was the whole school doesn't hate Carrie. It's just these awful kids. Yep. It's a, it's a 
substantial clique, but I don't think they all hate her. No. I think that a lot of them don't even know she exists. And right. then she shows up. It's like, wow, who's she? Why is she Lecrae? And she's with Tommy. Yeah. And I, it really feels like genuine acceptance. And I think that this movie, the horror is less about everybody dying at the prom or Cal- Carrie having these these powers. It's it's this horror that anyone who was an outcast in high school... That, the horror movie to me was was not that she killed everyone at the prom is that she thought she finally everything she finally got everything she wanted yeah and it was so like violently ripped from her and that was what hurt more yeah it um just to talk about the symbolism of blood here right we start with blood Mm -hmm. and throughout we keep seeing it and we finally end with blood right Right, like there's the 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 pig's blood Mm -hmm. and and then the the blood being poured on her Mm -hmm. and then her washing the blood off right and then the blood from her mother Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think then at the the end when she's in the prayer closet i think we see blood running from her mouth yeah um and in the book it ends with sue getting her period as she's running like through a field screaming which is like I was like, damn! I would have loved to see like just the cin- the, the cinema of that, you yeah, know. Doesn't, isn't there a scene where she gets her period? Doesn't Carrie get her period at the same time her mother like cuts herself? There's a con- another blood connection in the book. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember that. I think um, she gets her her period right before the prom. Oh, that they 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 moved around when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I think so yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's possible. I, I'm I kind of feel like reading. I think I've read the book twice. I think I'd read it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people know the the plot. I don't know if I feel like going through like all the plot points. Also, no. because I feel like the plot doesn't feel like a plot. It feels like like an emotional plot. Sure, you know what I mean. Things keep get things escalate. We're we're working up to going to prom essentially, mm-hmm. right? But really, it's. What's the aftermath of the violence against Carrie in the beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. Right, that's kind of like we find we we see that to its end, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden we we meet Sue and her boyfriend Tommy. Right, and there's a new kind of thing interjected here. Right, uh, and basically it's just us seeing Carrie uh, trying to deal with who she is at this moment mm-hmm. and what she is. Right, and yeah. and in the sense that it's a drag movie. Right, she has to tap into these new powers. Mm-hmm. She gets some advice from her teacher to wear her hair a different way, put right. on some makeup to access the confidence and beauty that is within her mm-hmm. that she doesn't believe in. Yeah, I mean, from a sort of queer point of view, I mean, her exploring her powers reminded me of exploring my sexuality. Yeah, going to the library and looking for books. Right. You know, I. What am I? I'm this weirdo. Let me figure it out. Right, and like, let me find it, and let me sort of like, you know furtively quietly get this book off the shelf and there's that sense of like just searching for information yeah. and being empowered by it which we see with Carrie later with her mother she's like I'm not the only one who's yeah. got this yeah. and that was like oh this is very much a, a, right. a gay story as yes. well a queer story as well yes. um, maybe and, not and, an, and not just even I mean that the outcast is bullied by everybody in her life right I mean, from the principal to the teacher right not Miss Collins but the other one oh uh, yeah the yeah English teacher mm-hmm. yeah another mean English teacher another God mean English it. teacher yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think both actors were named Shelly as well <laughs> something about Shelly's um uh, yeah I um it's just it, yeah to me it wasn't just that she was being bullied it's that she was um, having to try to figure this out on her own hmm. that I think we've all had to do at some point. Maybe not so much anymore, but I certainly did. Um, and then the other side of it is, yeah, is really the Sue story. I feel like Sue is a narrative in this of um, forgiveness and absolution right. and, of, uh, and of growing up. You know, Carrie is becoming a woman, but so is Sue because Sue is realizing, oh, 
no, this isn't how you treat people, and you do need to make this better. Yeah. And so her her idea is to ask her boyfriend Tommy uh, to ask Carrie to the prom. Yes. Um, and Which if, she does. And she yeah. And of course, what we also see is that Tommy and Carrie are in played the same, by the William Cat. William Cat. Oh. Kit. Yeah. I think it's William Cat. I kept well, William Cat sounds right. Yeah, he's, uh, the original Pippin. Yes. On yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. He's. I think he's great in this movie. Yeah. Um. He that particularly that scene in the in the class where the teacher is reading his poem. Oh yeah. And that great shot where it's a it's the it's just um, him where it's her. him and then she's in the he's in the foreground and she's in the background in the same row and you know she notes that his poem is beautiful and the the teacher notes before she says that like oh this is very different from you know football football and hitting home runs and it's like. Then Carrie kind of blurts out that it's beautiful, and it's of course this humiliating moment Ugh. because it always has to be. But you know, to that question of like, why is Tommy? Why was Tommy having a better time at the prom than he should have with yeah. just the girl he was bringing as a favor? I genuinely think there was something he liked about Carrie because she saw something in him no one else was seeing. Yeah, it's nice to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the journey is more Sue. Kind of being like, we got to be nice to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the 2013 remake, Tommy is logical and sweet mm-hmm. and is like, why are you being all mean to Carrie? Mm-hmm. And he is... He's the one who... He's for her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like this idea that Tommy is is being asked to do something on behalf of Sue. Yeah. I like it because it's like a representation of like, okay, you're a, you're a good person. Right. Um, obviously it feels a little uncomfortable when he's coercing her into saying yes, but oh, flaws in the script. He, she told him, Sue says, you got to get her to go with Yeah, you. sure. But it just it was a little uncomfortable when he like wasn't taking no for an answer. I right? thought it was kind of sweet. Oh. But in, and, I don't think he was being creepy or mean about no, it. No, I'm just saying it, it's just a I 20- think he was like, it was almost like, wake up, Six. Like, come on, just come with me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's just a 2018 lens. I understand. Of like, I understand. Eh, we're a little more sensitive when people no. say no. She said no. Yeah, like yeah, leave her I alone. Um, but I know it, the intention was good. Um, and so I and, and I, I think, think as uh, if we know of Carrie's powers, which I think in the book, she knew that Sue meant well mm-hmm. and she knew that Tommy went well because of her kind of like psychicness. Right. right. Well, that was kind of the thing at the end was Sue was in the book. She they have a, a, a psychic conversation, which I love is like Carrie's able to connect with her like telepathically. I don't yeah. think that means Sue has powers. Right. It's just Carrie's power. And Sue because I think she's like telepathically starting to kill Sue mm. and Sue's like it, telling like, I had no part in this. Yeah. You know, I was not trying to hurt you. Like this was not in and all the intention. Knew. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, I feel like in the book, cause in the book, the whole scene with the mother happens, but it's a lot more, it's kind of like in the movie with Chris and Billy, she kind of like stops home, kills her mother and then gets yeah, going. Right. Um, and so there is that really that sense of like, Carrie dies knowing like she had a friend. Yeah. And that's sweet. I don't know, like that whole thing of the outcast and what the real horror story is, like that feels like the natural conclusion. Sure. You know? Ugh, yeah. Um, should we talk about uh John Travolta in this movie? John Travolta, Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Nolan. Billy Nolan, yeah. <laughs> uh I mean he is uh He's a pawn. He is a right? pawn. He's dumb. He's abusive. Yeah, he's abusive. He's an awful person. We watch him get a blowjob. Yeah, and then, you know. All things I don't need to see. Kill a pig. Yeah, oh, I had to God. look away Do for it. that. Do it! Do it! Yeah, they're oh, a sick creepy. couple. Creepy. They were very much like uh, Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. Oh, completely. You yeah. know? Well, and apparently Nancy Allen thought, oh, these two characters are like, they're comic they're relief. They're funny, yeah. Yeah, right. these are like self-absorbed comic relief, but like they're evil. Yeah, no, they were really evil. 
Um, yeah, I mean, and they, I feel like they, both John Travolta and Nancy Allen, more so Nancy Allen, because she had a bigger role. Um, it was almost, I want to say almost like cartoonish in a way, or amplified on purpose. Like they were made to be evil at a, at a 15. I, I don't know. Why were they? Why was she so fucking mean to Carrie? Yeah. And you ask that all the time mm-hmm. with the bullies in school. Yeah. and you're like, well, is it something at home? You right, know, or is right. is is it just because Carrie is weak? And yeah. for some reason, there are humans on this world in this world that tap into that, and they like that power. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at the same time, we see her getting slapped around by Billy. Yeah, so it it's always this transfer of power or these land grabs of like, well, I'm not powerful here, but I'm powerful there. Yeah, but even then, she is kind of the Lady Macbeth. Yeah, she is because he smacks her around, but then she she tells him to do everything. She takes control of the situation. Yeah, 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 and he is the pawn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's funny because, like, I feel like there's this middle act of the movie that, much to Piper Laurie's point, just feels like a comedy where we kind of move out of all this evil. The pig's been oh, killed, right. and it's just prom prep. There's that weird scene where they're trying on tuxes. And the, the sped up Why dial- does it do that? I don't know. And the music was more of that wah-wah porn yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it, and it was like... Oh, I almost. This is be- a teen comedy. It's a teen comedy in the seventies, yeah. and yeah, I almost they're getting their hair done. Yeah, they're getting their hair done. That girl with the red hat, and she never takes it off. Oh yeah, Norma, played oh by PJ Souls. Oh, I hated her. She oh. was the meanest one. She was. Well, apparently, I think that she was supposed to have a smaller role, and then Brian De Palma was impressed when, in the beginning scene, when they're leaving the volleyball court, she hit Carrie with a red hat, <laughs> and he was so impressed with that, he like kept her on do more. So he probably like injected her into more oh, scenes, okay. All right. and I think it kind of like. Really helped her career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's there's this like prom prep, she's all that quality right. to the movie. Right. It's like if she's all that, if the prom scene was much worse, it's basically this movie. Sure. Because yeah. there's a. She makes the dress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way that they have like a bet, like a, you know, I bet you can. Oh, right. It's the same way that Sue is tasking yeah. Tommy. Exactly. To, it's, Take her to prom. It's the same weird structure. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the I, I don't know if the. Um, well, yeah, they must know that Tommy's taking Carrie to prom. Who? Uh, um, Chris and Billy, oh, right? Because they yeah. set up that whole thing for her to win prom queen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they know yeah, that. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, uh, but Sue and Tommy aren't, they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not until... Uh, it's not until the prom scene when Sue... Sue sees. There's that great oh my God. set piece. It was very... There was a lot of suspense there. Yeah. Well, and so the prom scene, the whole sequence from when they arrive to when shit goes down is cinematically is really like fascinating. There's so much, um, there's so much being done with color and with lights and mm. with just kind of like this energy of it all being a little bit disorienting. Right. You know? Right. Almost too much it's for her. It's almost too much. It's almost sensory she overload. Sit down. I'm just going to sit down. She's a little overwhelmed. Yeah. We're a little bit overwhelmed. Right. And they have that really cool shot of them dancing where I yep. guess they were on a platform and then the camera was turning the opposite yeah. way the platform was. Mm-hmm. So it's also very trippy. Yeah. It's very, very disorienting. 70s. Yeah. But that's where that moment where to me... It went from Tommy being a good guy to Tommy something connected, and and maybe it wasn't that he was suddenly in love with Carrie. No, but it was that he saw something in her. Well, I think I think also when you are doing something good, mm-hmm. he might have felt it come back to him. Sure, you yeah, know, like oh, actually, 
this is something I want to do. Yeah. That actually, yeah. oh, I'm so happy I'm doing. Oh, she's so great. She's and, yeah. She and she's and I'm glad I got a chance to get to know her. Yeah. She's a really nice girl. Yeah. There's that. Oh, there's that one line. I think she says it to Miss Collins when she's like, "How are you feeling?" And Carrie kind of looks around. and She goes. It's like I'm on Mars. Yeah, right. Oh, I don't know why. Like, yeah, but that line, for some reason, there were different notes that Sissy Space would hit that would just get me right in the heart because it was just like, oh, Carrie, and you just, you just want her to have the best night, and they really create that 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 tension. In as much as they're creating the suspense of knowing that something's going to happen with the blood, you know, right. Um, So it becomes this whole set piece where we know that like, there's all these there's all these elements. There's obviously <clears throat> Carrie and Tommy and winning prom king and queen. There's Chris and Billy setting up the prank and waiting to pull the cord. There's the temi- tension between her mother and Carrie, right? We see that mm-hmm. like, oh, Carrie's mother has been wanting to kill her. And she's home chopping up vegetables yes. like, a me- like a crazy lady. Yeah. There's Sue sneaking in to watch Carrie. There's... Um, you know, and and then there's Miss Collins realizing that what she doing there, like all of these little pieces, right? Get set up, being like, "What?" Yeah, Sue. And then it's just, and the music is so perfect, like all of it is so. And it's if you watch other Brian De Palma films, he does these yeah. set pieces so right. well, right? And they're very Hitchcocky, and this is very reminiscent of the Man Who Knew Too Much. Mm. Um, there's this amazing scene in the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, I see it. It's oh, it's so good. Doris Day and Jimmy Stewart. Doris Day. Doris Day is fantastic, and all she can do is scream. You'll see. It's <laughs> it is an iconic. It, it's so good. It's such a good movie. Um, and and it's just all of that same kind of set piece. Mm. Uh, and then it happens. The infamous moment. Well, and it's so. Oh my God! It's. It, it's better the, the the time that you go back to watch it because I don't remember it being this good, mm-hmm. but. All the sound goes out, and you only hear the blood. Yes, the blood and the bucket. Yeah. Yes. It's such... That's all you hear. Yep. You just hear that. You don't even hear when Norma starts to laugh. No. And she's really the only one, and maybe some douchebag in the back. Right. But... And and it's... So then the bucket falls, and it hits Tommy, and then he knocks him out, and then... Carrie is having that experience anyone who's ever been teased has had of you hear one person laugh and you think the whole oh, yeah. they're all going to laugh at you they're, they're all, all going to laugh at you, at you. trust and, me Carrie yeah, you and can trust me yeah she sees this kaleidoscope Plug of everybody up. laughing at her including Miss Collins yes. who's obviously not not, not right yeah. it's in her head cuz we just oh there's it's so a sad. Betty Buckley acting moment after the blood falls, and there's a lot of slow mo reactions of the real reactions, oh, and they and cut to Miss Collins, and she's just she holds her face. It's like this is the worst fucking right. thing that could ever happen. It's right. it's really, I mean, the empathy that they create in these oh, moments. God, and then as you said, the catharsis of like. Carrie Sissy Spacek gets this look in her eye of like, oh hell no, fuck you, we're done here, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why we're done, <laughs> and she does, yeah, and, and you know it's it's interesting because you don't want to feel that way, right? You no. don't want to feel a catharsis from violence, mm-hmm. but what Stephen King has has pointed out in interviews is that like we. It, it is a book for the outcast, right? Yeah. That, that's why the horror works at the end mm-hmm. because it's the only way out. It's the only way to solve this problem. Yeah. Because otherwise she laughs, she goes home. Yeah. What else are you going to do at that point? And then the kids get suspended. Big deal. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to go for broke. Like at this point, it's like the end of the school year. Right. So it's like, it doesn't even matter. Right. And most of these kids are, are fuck ups anyway. I'm like mad at them now. It's not even real. It's not even real. Um, But then. And at the same time, it's kind of like, 
she, not all of them were laughing. No. And she created that in her head. That's the most tragic because part. Because they, they, they probably were going to take care of her. They yeah. were going to help her. They were going to help her and, and totally. And it's so unfortunate. And they that didn't deserve to die. You know? Like, most of them. Yeah. Most of them. Most, right? he, nobody I, deserves to die. Nobody does. Say that. But like in terms of characters in a movie and, and the kind of vengeance that death is. Sure, sure, movies, sure, sure. Right. It's right. The, it's the, if we're there in that world. Right. It's, yeah. it's slasher movies. It's There's certain rules. It's yes. like what we talk about in Drag Race. Some queens are not going to win. Right. Some characters will not survive. Right. And so. The virgin always survives. The virgin always survives. But the, you know, the more sexually promiscuous girl usually doesn't yeah and, and in this case she gets uh, yeah. burned up in a car which wasn't the catharsis i wanted that's i needed more watch the 2013 version mm-hmm. there's more of a moment yeah yeah i would like that um in this honestly the most the 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 comeuppance or the death we spend the most time with is miss collins and because oh, right. there's such chaos doesn't she get slammed she gets a, like a, a, a scoreboard falls yeah, down falls on her. and you know they Apparently, because you you see these shots of her like up against the wall screaming before it happens. Apparently, they didn't quite know how this was going to work, so she was literally scared shitless. And so that reaction, I love finding out that reactions were real. It's like, oh, that was real. <laughs> it's just it's that sick voyeur of like, sure, I understand. It's not, it wasn't. Acting. Oh, she's not acting. It's, oh I'm, not acting. I'm not acting. Not acting. So she I'm wasn't acting. <laughs> and so it's unfortunate that the the except for like Norma, who we see sprayed to death with a with a hose. Oh right. True story. Eardrum punctured was in much pain in that moment. Oh my god! PJ Souls, terrible soldiered through. <laughs> god, the soul of she the movie. She soldiered through. She the soul of the movie. Scene. Yeah, soul in that <laughs> scene. <laughs> um, um, and so, you know, it's it's part of the tragedy of this is that the character that we love the most is the one we kind of see the most quote unquote comeuppance of. Okay, you know, yeah, right. And and then I always like to believe that when Ca- like whenever I've seen this movie in the past, I'd always have to tell myself that when Carrie leaves, oh okay, other people will be able to leave. Everyone, people will be able to survive. Because in the book, not everybody dies. Yeah. Um, right. M- they Collins survive and do the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Collins, Collins doesn't. doesn't die. Yeah. And I think her name is like Miss Desjardins or something like that in the book. Yeah, that's how oh. it was in 2013. Oh okay. Yeah. Desjardins. Um, and so like yeah, I think that Franjoli, Franjoli, Francis Jolie. Um, <laughs> And I kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't like everybody dying, you know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Um, but yeah, the 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 Chris and Billy scene is a little out of nowhere. Right. Carrie is like walking. I mean, I love the visual of her just like walking down the yeah. street. She's like going home. Yeah. Um. So she she flips their car over and explodes it, and then she comes home. Yeah. And oh, that shot when she goes upstairs to take a bath, and then she turns the light on, and we just as the camera is moving, we see <gasps> Margaret mother. behind oh the door. Oh my god, Piper! Lurie. Holy shit! Yeah, that was fucked up. Holy, that was shit. totally fucked up. Yeah, and then they have that confrontation that was our clip of the week. Well, when she gets so she gets stabbed, yeah, obviously during the Lord's prayer, yeah, and she falls down the stairs, and I'm like. Not one candle. Right, right, right. Not yeah, one not candle. one candle. Yeah. <laughs> when I light a over. candle, if I look at it and the, across the room, it falls over. You know what I mean? Oh God, I can't look at a candle without it turning into a Molotov cocktail. You know? Um, and she's just I can't leave my oven on for no, more than thirty. For God's sake, I can't preheat without getting panic attacks. You know? So, so yeah, it's like oh my god, this matchstick book of a house. Yeah, is somehow pulling through when she falls down the stairs. Yeah. 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 And then there oh, is man. that that crucifixion. No, well, well, first of all, watching Piper Laurie smiling, oh, approaching coming, her, coming with isn't the she knife. doing the cross yeah, with the she knife? Crosses oh, over her. God, it's horrifying. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here's the monster. Yeah, 
here's messed up and then carrie and of course we have the visual cue from that fucking jesus in the prayer closet yes with the eyes yes that is that is something good weird. god that is a visual you do not forget that's like the the, the like the chipmunk in the shining yeah at the end of the movie that's oh. giving like he's giving head to oh somebody. oh oh the the bear the stuff yeah, the bear, bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah yeah it's like a furry yes yeah, yeah, and he that's... looks at the camera and it just kind of grins right this is cousin zelda in pet cemetery oh, oh. Right, right. You're like, oh, I did. Zelda's dad. Zelda's, Zelda's dad. dad. Zelda's dad. And oh that's what this God. was: is that Jesus with the eyes? Yes. And so, of course, we see that he's got the arrows in his in his torso. Right. And and it's it's such a it's just such a brilliant visual cue. Sure. That um, Carrie, you know, telekinetically crucifies her mother with yeah. the same fashion and style and pose, with the same with the the you know different kitchen utensils in her body. Yep. It is. You know, because I think I said before we started recording that I I saw so many like edited for TV movie ver- for edited for TV versions of this sure. movie that I think made so many cuts. Right. Um, they probably cut. Some they of probably those cut shots. a lot of that out so that it all felt a lot more rushed. Yeah. But like watching it again, I was like, oh god, this because it's like that happens, and then there's this. Again, this is like one of those like little nuances that isn't scripted, but it's all in the acting of Carrie realizing like, oh this. Oh, this is it. Oh my we're God. done. Like we're done here. I need to just shut the fuck down. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. I killed my mother. Ugh. And she like screams while yeah. she like pulls. Ugh. Ugh. That was Ugh. And then she starts to destroy the house and yeah. drags her mother's body into the prayer closet. Ugh. And it's it's just in the music, there's something so it's haunting in this weird way that it's it's there's something disturbing about it. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's not it's not the kind of music that it's at the end of the movie, which we'll talk about. It's this sad, like almost like funeral drone that's right, happening. Well, it's different from the Psycho music, yeah. right? That I mean, they took that music yep. from Psycho and mm-hmm. used it throughout the movie. Because Bernard Herrmann was supposed to do the score for this, right. But had died. Yes. Yes. So they use that, and then in juxtaposition, you're expecting kind of this creepy music. Yeah. But it's just it's. And they play with music a lot in this movie to kind of throw you off. Because then they do it after this scene. Mm. So the house is destroyed, and then we cut to, you know, some period of time in the following days uh, at Sue's house. Sue is, of course, like the only survivor. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, her mother is by her side, and her mother, played by Priscilla Pointer, Amy Irving's real mother, real mother mm-hmm. um, which I loved. And, um, you know, they cut to, you know, her mother taking a phone call and then we see Sue in this very dreamy moment, you know, kind of walking, holding flowers um, and arriving at the, the, the grave that is Carrie's old house. house yeah. um, and there's a for sale sign that looks a lot more like a grave marker. Yeah. And it says, you know, Carrie White, White burn in hell. hell yeah. um, and it's this. It's, as you do. As you do. As you do. And. Uh, well, because she would be labeled as a monster. Yeah. For she, killing all of her friends. Exactly. Oh, that would yeah. be the interpretation. Yes. No one would see the No nuance. one would see that she was, you know, literally poked and prodded and abused. Right. 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 You know, much like a, I think I saw this somewhere on the internet that uh, comparing Carrie to almost like a chained up rabid dog. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you keep poking that rabid dog, eventually right. it will find the strength to break through the chains mm-hmm. and kill you. And you can't fault it. No, you behavior. can't. No, yeah. because you did it. Yeah, you did it. Like they did it. They've done it. They did it. Yeah. And so in this final scene, Sue is I mean, it's really the the conclusion of Sue's absolution story, you know, is this idea that she's laying flowers that that she did her best and I don't know, there it's it's 
there's an element of peace that like Carrie's gone, you know, and she's at rest. And then that fucking hand comes up and that music. The it's final a, scare. It's about the music because you kind of see one of the rocks move before the hand comes up. So if you know it's coming, the, jump, yeah, right. the jump's a little thrown off. I don't even care because this is one of my favorite movie endings. Oh, ever. you do like this movie ending. I Most people don't like this oh, movie Oh, I love it. It is, to me, it is high drag. Because obviously Sue starts screaming and then we find out it's it's a nightmare and it it's so smart because they show where Carrie's hand is on her arm is actually where her mother's arm right, hand is on her arm. Right, and it's still there. And it's still there. And there's this great acting choice of Amy Irving like looking, looking at, her, at arm her arm and screaming, No, no. Like yeah. it is and it just it's it goes on. The music is just like pounding. Right. It's so intense. And Sue is screaming and her mother's like, I've got you, I've got you. Ugh. And it's it, it's my kind of ending because it's not a happy ending or a sad ending. I always refer to my favorite movie, my favorite horror movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, this reminds me more of like Candyman. Oh, I know what you mean. Because you know, that's, she comes back and yeah. she sees him in the tub. Right, and I know what you mean because it's not happy or sad. She dies, she, but dies she gets revenge. But yeah, exactly. This one, I know what you mean by that because it's like there is revenge even though she died. In this one, I compare to Texas Chainsaw Massacre because... Um, the end of that movie is not a happy or a sad ending. The girl gets away, but she is stark raving mad right. in the back of a truck screaming. And there's no descending action. It ends in the chaos. Okay. It ends in this chaos of her in the back of a pickup truck flying away. Right. And then Leatherface spinning around in Ugh. this like mad dance, uh, dance with the, the chainsaw. And then it just fucking ends. Ugh. Just like this movie. It's just this the same kind of build and the same kind of intensity, but it's emotional instead of physical. Sure. Um, and then it just fucking ends. So a question for you was, I don't remember this is also in the book because I know they, they talk about this in the remake in 2013, which makes me think it actually is in the book, mm -hmm. but Sue is pregnant. Oh, I, um, I, I don't know. I mean, because I would have assumed in the book that she maybe thought she was pregnant, but then having the period at the end, right, was right, right, that right, she right, wasn't. right. Because I know that in the 2013 movie, I think maybe they wanted to make a sequel. Anyway, so Carrie, before she dies, tells Sue it's a girl. Oh yeah, I think that's new. I okay. think that's new to that. Because yeah. um, I, I just like I distinctly remember her having uh, uh, Sue having her period at the end of the book. Right. Um, yes. Well, that was like a yeah. I yeah. Mean, again, with the blood, like right. starting the way it ended. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, did you like the ending to the movie of two of, of seventy six? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I um, it's not my kind of ending. Oh, okay. I would yeah. have preferred uh, there not be any denouement. That, that mm -hmm. it just ended with the house. I see. Yeah, uh, like Teen Witch, you want it to just end. <laughs> in a way. Well, you know, there, there, there was a much better ending. For sure, Karen. I know, but you know what um, I mean. Or uh, for there to be, um, to, you, you to see the aftermath of this community. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, that, that has to figure out what happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it felt like it, it was very much a cinematic ending. It was more for style than substance. Sure. Yeah, Hollywood. But I, oh, I just, I... I, I look for this. I look for movies that end in the midst of things. Mm -hmm. I like there's a lot. I feel like independent movies will do that. Well, the Florida Project does that, which mm -hmm. recently came out. Um, oh, what's another Lady one? Bird kind of ended kind of on a oh, like. I a, didn't see Lady Bird. Oh, it's that, it's that sense of like it's it's not a period. It's like a semicolon. Oh, okay. Things kind of end like, oh, oh, I bet there's more to that sentence, but we're just going to stop here. Right. You know? Right. Um, and this felt like. Well, this, it was a big exclamation point, you know? Yeah, this yeah. ends. This ends, but it just, the fact that it's, it's not that it, 
it's not that it just ends with her hand grabbing Sue as like a gag and it doesn't end with nothing happening. And it's not just, oh, it was all a dream and she's fine. Right. It was, it's all a dream and she is fucking haunted. Yeah. And I, it, and it's just the, again, just screaming and all of the acting and the cutting and the music is just, um, cathartic in its own way in uh-huh. a way yeah it's just so much right um anyway i love it i just want yeah one of my favorite movie endings oh uh, good for you so if there's matreons mary's out there if you know of similar movie endings um the only one, other one i can think of is this is this obscure horror movie from 1976 called eat 76 um called eaten alive it's actually Ugh. by the same director as the texas Ugh. chainsaw massacre Ugh. it's his next movie and the ending is just like chaos it's a it's a, not a great movie but the ending it, it's the same thing of like oh my god like i don't uh, what just happened here yeah and i just love that there's um i don't know if it's chaos um but it certainly doesn't end well in the strangers oh it's like yes. one of the most pointless endings ever yes. and you're kind of like upset at the ending right because but then i'm always kind of relieved because it's like oh so she's alive oh no colin because she screams at the end of the movie it's Liv tyler screaming dying but but isn't it that the the two boys show up at the house and they find her body and they lean over and then she starts screaming and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, but she doesn't survive. Like it's based on the true story. Like she doesn't. I know, but I I can't get together with movies where nobody survives. I'm like, what is the point of me watching this if no one's going to survive? Well, I mean, don't read Hamlet then. Well, I, no, someone survives. Horatio <laughs> okay. survives. Don't play that game with All me. All right. Well, the two boys <laughs> survived in this danger. They they didn't have to go through anything. <laughs> Like I can't watch a horror movie where nobody survives the ordeal. Yeah, I understand. You know, I understand. I'm with you. Maybe that's why I'm I like Sue you. so much. It's like, oh, thank God, someone survived. Somebody survived. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. she got through. She got. <laughs> she got through. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, those are my thoughts on this fantastic, fantastic recommendation from yeah. Armageddon. This is a really, really well done movie, and it's the kind of thing that even and very if you know, drag, yeah. very drag. And even if you know what's going to happen, very just queer. the 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 artistic quality of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, and if you don't want to watch carnage then don't you know cut it off and yeah. have the happy ending mm-hmm. of her you know getting crowned um, yeah. prom queen yeah there's not really much in terms like very little on-screen violence um ex- the, the prom scene it's not like gratuitous but yeah um, i mean there's a lot of um you know uh, violence against women in the sense that there are men slapping yeah there's that women and uh i think piper laurie well i guess throwing... i take it back there is a lot of on-screen violence because we do see her getting stabbed like five times <laughs> yeah piper well, laurie oh well yeah after yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, after the the carnage, right. So you could watch the first basically hour and ten of. This but you movie. are seeing Carrie get dragged into the closet. And yeah, I mean, it's, I just mean we're not. Watch. It's not the it's not the Saw franchise. What does she say? Eve was weak. Say it, woman. Right. Well, and then I read in IMDb that none of the Bible passages that she was reading are real. Uh, well, the one that I know that is real is "Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live." A witch, like a witch. Yeah. Uh, she says that when Carrie goes. Oh, I had read somewhere that none of those were real, but what maybe somebody was King James Bible. So, oh, King James. Well, that's the one that like I'm fucked, familiar with the Queen James Bible. Up the Bible. So yeah. I uh, don't know that one. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I I have no more thoughts. Yeah. If you have any thoughts, Matreons, uh, you can let us know via email at allrightmarypodcast.gmail.com or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or... You can tweet us at 
<laughs> yeah, covering all of them. Yeah, uh, Twitter. You know, we're, we're there. We're there, um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on Carrie or uh, movies that end like Carrie. Yeah, and keep the recommendations coming. Yes, these are all great. Yeah. Much better than some of the ones we can come up with. Honestly, we have the next two that we're going to do are pretty awesome. Yeah, but so yeah, we, but just so you know, the next two we already know, but after that we are looking for some. Right. Yes. Yes. It, it's been really helpful to yeah. get some, and it's kind of helped us kind of figure out like. What what's a Matreon movie? You guys have kind of helped define that, yeah, which is great. Yeah, really yeah cool. which is what we want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, Matreons, I say it every week, but uh, since you are uh, the real co-signers of our fantasy, if you haven't gotten a chance to head over to iTunes and let other potential Marys and Matreons know why they might want to be co-signers, um, that would be super awesome. I've been loving the love that we've been getting from our Matreons. Oh my God. Uh, and they're more every week. Out. Yeah, no, it's so sweet and, and so great that uh, we can have these conversations. We have like a lot of Matreons. About these movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so thanks, yeah. thanks for come on, Mary. Come on, Marys. Yeah. Um, anyway, Marys, that's all from us, and uh, we will either see you for our next main stage episode, um, plus a nuance the after show, yes, um, or we'll see you for our next Patreon. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. You're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs>